her at least part of her life journey, which has been fantastic, as we've called this the crossover journey, and we'll get started right after this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right. Well, Maria, it is so glad to have you on here. We um, uh, we just met and talked, what, maybe a couple weeks ago. My wife and I sat down and on a Zoom call with you, got to know you a little bit, and really fascinated. Uh, Justin Abraham actually suggested that we have you on the show, and I was really excited about that. So, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey. In fact, tell us a lot about your journey, because I think your journey is what, you know, is really going to help a lot of people understand the power of, of kind of crossing over. So anyway, I'll just let you go ahead and start sharing and I'll ask you some questions along the way, I'm sure. Thank you. I'm just so grateful to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm very happy to be able to share part of my journey. I do believe I am um, in a journey. I haven't finished. I'm not in the final destination yet, but right. I can share the beginning of my journey. And just to be here is one one story to share, because I, I had never expected to be um, in a video like this in a public uh, setting at all. Uh, but at the beginning of the year, I was praying and Jesus, I had like an encounter with Jesus, like you do when you pray and you try to engage him and he took me by the hand and said uh, and we ran into the jungle and i said where are we going what are we doing and he said you're going to go through an initiation right huh. <laughs> and <I> said, okay <laughs> and in my mind i just thought about different different possibilities of what that could mean like you know healing or you know just things like that but he did, never told me what it was about and then a month ago, he, I was praying again, and this time he answered my question and he said, you know what, you're going to overcome your greatest fear. And I mm. knew exactly what he meant, because this is my greatest fear. fear. <laughs> <laughs> so you're witnessing my overcoming. Yes, absolutely. My fear. <laughs> so yeah. it's a very Jesus idea. So, well, you know, uh, the beautiful thing is, it's just, honestly, right now, it's just you and I getting to know one another. Uh, there might be a few hundred people watching, but you know, hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so as we talked the other time, I, I think my life is like an example of this transition that many other people are going through. In my case, I didn't choose to do anything. It just happened to me. So I was, uh, in my previous life, I, I seemed to think that I have two lives, the pre-cancer life and after cancer life. Mm -hmm. So previous to cancer, I was just very uh, in, um, involved in church life. I just wanted to do very well. I, I tried to climb the steps to do really well, excel in that system. So for a woman in Spain, I think I did quite well. I was a deacon and I was allowed to preach uh, once in a month or something like that. So I did quite well. <laughs> I was involved in everything. I loved my church. It was really nice and lots of nice, talented people there. But then cancer came my way and, and I just had to break with being with people, just like with COVID, you just have to retreat yourself and, and 
And then this is when the journey really started because yeah. I was I was diagnosed with um, lymphoma. But the weird thing is that before I was diagnosed, it was just before Christmas and I was praying because there's no, nobody in my house is a Christian, as you would understand yet. And I was praying because I know my mom was going to say, you know, you can bless the table today because it's Christmas Day. So I was just in my room pray, praying about that. And I could almost hear it audibly. I heard this voice in English, actually, you shall live. And I was like, what? Did I make that up? But it was so clear that, and at the time, I didn't have a diagnosis of anything. So I didn't know where that was coming from. Interesting. So uh. it was like, okay, um, I'll leave it there, see what happens with that. And yes, I mean, weeks later, I knew what that was about. So I had my promise before I had my problem, which was really nice. And the other thing I had previous to my cancer diagnosis is that during my life, all my life, I had this kind of thought that something like that could come my way. It was really weird hmm. because I thought, well, maybe it's the Holy Spirit telling me, but it didn't sound like the Holy Spirit when he talks to you and tells you something. It was more like, I know that is coming my way. And I twice in my life, I just looked at myself in the mirror and I thought, I wonder what a woman feels like with no hair, especially my hair and no eyebrows, you know, especially my eyebrows. And I thought, well, that's a weird thing. I never told anybody because in my church, we would just say, well, if you speak out words, they might come to pass, blah, blah, blah. So I never told anybody. But when I was given the diagnosis, uh, there was a team of uh, psychologists in hospital and they came to my room and they were intrigued. They said, can we ask you a question? I said, sure. Um, did you know that this was coming your way? And I said, actually, I did. <laughs> They said, you've just gone through the process. You are ready for everything. You know, people take time to process the news, process the, you know, what's coming ahead, um, everything. But uh, somehow my spirit was ready. And it was only last month that I was thinking about this. Um, and I had this thought. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was more like before I came into this body, my spirit agreed that I was going to have this life with this journey. And I think that's what it refers to more than the Holy Spirit telling me. Yeah, yeah. Does it make sense? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I'm trying to remember the name of a book that uh, I've read portions of it. My wife has read the whole thing. But it's all, it was actually written in 1992. And I can't remember the, the author's name or the name of the book. We've actually suggested it multiple times. But um, it, it's it's about that understanding that we made the choice for what we came here to do and it really helps take us out of that victim mentality mm. and and so it, yeah it's i think it's a good thing when we understand that you know we most likely made that choice to live out this life that we're living yeah yeah well that was the soul's remembrance that's the name of the book the soul's remembrance yeah okay thanks yeah good good <clears throat> yeah, it's good to know that other people have got similar experiences or thoughts or revelations because then it makes it, it makes it more credible, more solid. I don't know. It's yes. nice to hear it. From it increases else. our faith to understand that there are other people that are getting similar downloads around the earth. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And you're doing a great job. I love it because you have this conversation and you get different people with different stories coming up with really 
strange stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, it's not necessarily about who's right and who's wrong. Yeah, you know, I love the Hebrew perspective of just it's this and that, you know, and it really comes down to our experience. And I cannot invalidate your experience. Your experience is your experience. And so sure. to hear and to understand and to honor and to bless one another in the experiences that we have, I think people need to have the freedom to have their own experience. And especially we need to all have our own experience with the Father and be able to yes. walk that out. Yeah. Yes, so true. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> let's go back to this horrible cancer experience. So I'm in hospital and I my treatment was very drastic. It was very extreme and my veins would not be able to endure the treatment so that I had to be given some kind of liquid previous to the treatment. So I was in hospital by myself in a room to myself and I don't even remember whether I was praying or not, but I saw this dark cloud coming from the end of the room where my feet were towards me and it was very thick and I knew it was evil. Hmm. And I, I did not get frightened or anything. I was just thinking, oh, here he comes. And then suddenly I saw this from my left side. There was of uh, something like a stick of life, a light, sorry, just going like this. I could almost hear it going. And it took the, the shape of an ellipsis, like, um, I think it was like a boomerang or something like that. And I was huh. so puzzled. I didn't know what that was. And I saw it with my eyes open. It wasn't like a dreaming. They didn't give me any chemicals. It was just something they put in your veins to hydrate uh, the veins, but there was no chemical. So I knew I was not um, inventing it. It was something I yeah. saw. <clears throat> the very next day, my parents-in-law uh, phoned me with a verse that somebody had given them for me. And the verse was in this book called Deuteronomy. <laughs> it's difficult to pronounce. <laughs> Deuteronomy. <laughs> well, you know the one I mean. <laughs> yes, Deuteronomy. Yes, yes. That one. So, and this is the verse. So, he is your shield and helper and your glorious sword. In other versions, it says triumphant sword, the sword in which you boast, the sword of your majesty, your majestic sword, the exalted sword. And straight away, when I heard that, I went, my brain went to Genesis uh, 3.24, where it says, and he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden, cherubim, and a flaming sword flashing mm. back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. In other versions, instead of flaming sword, it says whirling sword of flame, which turns every direction. Interesting. Fiery turning sword. <laughs> to be honest, I am not a Star Wars uh, fan or anything. I uh -huh. like the movies, but I'm not like, a, oh, and that's what it was like. It was like a Star Wars kind of sword. It was a stick of light and it was turning in each direction on its own. No angel was holding it on the way to the tree of, of life. You know, it's, it's a sword by itself, just moving. And when so, the sword came my way, the, the cloud, dark cloud had to disappear. Interesting. So do you feel like that sword was opening up the way for you to the tree of life or to life? I never thought about that, but it could be. I yeah, don't know. Interesting. I just, you know, and it would be very interesting if it were the same sword or a sword of the like kind that the Father sent to get rid of the darkness and to open up the way for you to step into life. Interesting. Just I really don't know. I'm the only person I've ever heard 
talking about this sort is Mike Parsons. So I've, I know he has engaged this um, creature. Um, I haven't heard anybody else talk about this, so I don't know. When I go with my friends and we engage uh, the tree of life, uh, the sword, I've never seen the same sword. I've just seen something different that looks more like a laser kind of door and you, you just go through and yeah, you, you're given access because you have the right genes yeah. or whatever, <laughs> or your eyes, you know, are the right eyes and you just go through and go into the tree of life. But I haven't seen this sword again. But for me, it was, it was mind uh, blowing. It just changed everything about the way I understood the Bible. Well, and, and you say you've never seen that sword again, but I, I don't know why my mind is even going down this direction. But um, just the idea that that if that sword came to open up to you the way of life, to step into life, because you were given the word already, you will live. And mm. that that sword opened that up that you went through. And if you went through, then it would make sense that you might not necessarily ever see that sword again because it's now behind you because you've already gone through. So. It does make sense. <laughs> anyway, yes. just uh, that that's interesting. That's really powerful. Well, that's the way God works. See, there are so many layers to one thing and your understanding today is this small. And then in two years time, you say, oh, it was more, there was more to, to it than what I thought at the time. Yeah. So, yes, probably. It yeah. So was this at the beginning of your treatment or the middle or toward the end? That was the first time I, oh, before wow. my first treatment, my first chemo wow. session. So it was and the God first. gave you that right up front. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was very, he was very kind. He was amazing. Hmm. And, well, I, I just, he didn't spare me the treatment. I had to go through the whole thing, but... Hmm. And I, I had faith. I really had faith like never before. So one of the things that the spirits um, uh, challenged me to do, I, I honestly, I have to confess that I did nothing. I had no strength to pray or do anything during the treatment, but somehow I was downloaded an extra portion of faith. So there was a time when I, I felt like I could go, my body could go through matter like glass. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I was in the kitchen, just trying to close my eyes and see if I can go through the glass. When I and I, I went as far as I thought I had to go. When I opened my eyes, I was so surprised that I hadn't gone through the glass. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it was worth trying. And my well, one day, one day when it's needed, I know we are meant to go through glass and through walls and through anything. Well, and that's uh, you know I honor the fact that you believed and you activated uh, because one of the couple things that we need to not do is you know expound on stories you know and and take them beyond what we really did or didn't do you know you know the the evangelistic story that keeps expanding and expanding you know versus uh, you know I thought I could I, I tried it and it didn't happen that to me is more real and helps us as a people begin to shift the fact that you practiced and, you know, my wife and I are all about let's gather the people and we have these immersion retreats where we begin to practice what we've been taught. And, it, you know, whether we accomplish it right now is not the the point. The fact mm -hmm. that we have faith to practice it. And then I do believe that Father's going to begin to pour out the anointing to actually begin those processes. But, you know... <laughs> At the same time, our character has to be dealt with because for us to have that kind of power and authority without the character, 
uh, could be disastrous. And I think, unfortunately, there's so much more character work that we all have to do that that's probably the longest journey any of us have is the one of building character that has the capacity for us to actually have that power and authority completely downloaded. But again, we won't get there if we don't practice. So I, I love True. that you were willing to practice. That's great. True. <laughs> it's interesting what you said about character. That's one thing that I really have is very dear to my heart. I think I told you that I was trained by Streams Ministries. So John Paul Jackson, he would just talk about that. Um, gifting and character, your gifting is gonna drop to the level of your character. So where do you have to invest in character? Yes. So yeah, yeah it's not worth, um, it's not worth inventing things or not being no. honest or not doing anything yeah. because I mean, no. let's keep it real, because if we don't keep it real, then we won't really be able to step into the supernatural because, you know, we're trying to just jump the gap rather than to, you know, fill the gap. And I believe the Father wants us to have a complete bridge that goes between the two. Uh, will some people kind of leap, you know, by faith and be able to just jump to the next level? Absolutely. But the thing is for us to build a bridge that everybody can cross over on. So. Hey, you know, uh, we're about 17 minutes in. Um, we're going to take a quick break, Maria, and we'll be back right after this. An ecclesia is family doing kingdom business. When you join an ecclesia with Kingdom Talks Media that is going through the Ultimate Impact series, this is what a typical week might look like. During the week, you'll watch the Ultimate Impact teaching videos based on that week's topic. Each video is about 10 minutes long, followed by a time for you to shift focus into the heavenly realm, allowing Father to guide you into further revelation. Once a week, you'll gather with your Ecclesia group in person or most likely through Zoom conferencing to typically do two things. One, relate with each other as you share insights about that week's topic. And two, shift focus into the heavenly realm as an Ecclesia to practice engaging Father together. Week after week, you and your Ecclesia will gain new perspectives through the teachings, discussions, and your experiences individually and together in the heavenly realms. All right, I'm back with Maria Hurtado. And um, from Madrid, Spain, I've never spoken to anybody on Zoom from Madrid, Spain, so <laughs> it's my honor. <laughs> so, Maria, we were talking a little bit about character beforehand, before we went through the break, but I really also want to hear a little bit more about your journey because we kind of stopped where you had that vision of the sword. Uh, what, what came after that? What, where, did, where did Father take you after that? Okay, so I understood that the Bible was probably more, not. I always thought it was more metaphorical, so maybe it was more literal than I had ever thought. And I started to develop a different way of looking at it, reading it, and I also noticed that, especially with the example of the angel and the sword, I had always been told, I had always been taught that there was an angel holding the sword that guarded right. the way to the tree. And I was like, when I read it, I was like, is this the same Bible I've always read? So how many times have I read that verse before? And I never clicked that the sword is a different entity. It's not held by anything. 
And I mean, there are so many examples, like the three kings that visited Jesus when he was a baby. Three? What does he say it was three? Or, you know, so many examples. But our brain yeah. um, are, is con contaminated or polluted, I don't know, with our culture, with our filters, with our understanding, the translation we read and everything. So it just opened up a new way of looking at the Bible and, and allowing the Spirit to show me the truth. Um, so, well, I don't know. There, there, were, there were a series of, of events uh, during that time. So dreams, um, for example, I had this dream where a huge hand had like a plum and was given to me. And at the time, I didn't know what it was. But later on, just engaging and pondering and meditating and not letting go, you know, like not forgetting, valuing what God gives you. Yeah. Then in the end, you get um, the meaning. But it takes time. Right. And it was about all about there was a sphere where I could walk in and be there and be at peace. So I used it during my treatment because I could walk into that sphere and yes. be protected be at peace and i think i i did not have one sleepless night during the whole treatment of my cancer wow so i was very protected not i can't say my family were but i was and anyway and jesus showed me something which is a, a, a lie that exists in, in many cultures i i'm sure you've heard this before as well there is light at the end of the tunnel yeah, and everybody goes by that sentence as if it was the truth. And Jesus said, wrong. <laughs> I am in you. You are in me. We are light. Yes. There is light in the tunnel. So another consequence of my encounter was like, no, I'm not going to agree with things that are said commonly by everybody. I don't need to agree with that. I, I have my own saying. So there is light in the tunnel for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I love that. That's that's so good. I mean, so much of what you're saying really resonates with me and, and, you know, would resonate with my wife as well. Just, you know, we be careful of what we claim verbally. And we also need to be careful of what we think because we think it first, usually before we say it. Not everybody does, but uh, <laughs> we need to think about stuff before we say things. Anyway, um, but but just that it it has meaning and it has power, you know, and it starts to me with the thought process. Um, do we deny that certain things are happening? I don't, you know, for us, we don't deny that certain things are happening. We can't really engage it and come against it if we need to, if we deny that it's even happening. Um, you know, I, this is so trivial compared to what you went through, but, um, I, I just had a root canal two days ago, an emergency root canal. I'd had a, a toothache that started for about a month and it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I finally, you know, I was trying to engage. I was trying to have it heal, heal thyself. I really was honestly wanting to see it heal itself. It wasn't happening. And so, you know, I wasn't claiming, you know, I've got this toothache or anything, but at the same time it was there and I was engaging it in order to see it healed and it just didn't happen. But the thing that I learned out of that was interesting. I didn't realize how much pain I was actually in. And so I, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question, you know, the same thing, because I was in so much pain I noticed I wasn't aware that my spiritual connection was diminishing, diminishing, diminishing. Now, I'd love to be in a place where I could say, oh, I'm so holy that, you know, I could, you know, be crucified at the stake and my, you know, I still just have this awesome, wonderful relationship, whatever the case may be. But no, I didn't even realize my, my relationship was getting tough. I knew I was having more and more struggle to engage, 
but I just didn't realize it. Well, that root canal, the, the thing, it was, it was so bad they couldn't get it numb, so they had to do the root canal with me still feeling a lot of what they were doing, and it was not fun at all. It was the worst dental procedure I ever had done. And But the thing is, I woke up the next morning, it was like I had a new lease on life. And I was like, I felt 10 times more connected to God just because I didn't have the pain that was in the way. So with your experience, did you encounter times where you were struggling to to connect or, or anything? Now, the thing that I know now is that God never left me. So even though at times I felt like, you know, there was a, a little bit of a disconnect, I knew without a doubt he did not ever leave me, that this was just an illusion in my own mind and, and so forth. But how did you feel in that process and how did you get get through it? Because I want people to hear what you what you did. I don't think I went through loads of pain. My The treatment, what it did to me for the first time in my life, I knew what to have my brain on pause was because I I was very always very active thinking and, and, you know, inventing what was going to happen and analyzing the past and things like that. But I was so tired that I could not even listen to music. My brain was on pause. So that's when I think I cannot really claim to have done anything. It was just the Holy Spirit just saying, okay, uh, just contemplate. It was contemplate me or, you know, like do nothing and just see what I do. And then, then I started to to see things or to, you know, it, it was very sweet. It was just Jesus turning up and he maybe before to previous to cancer during my church life yes i had had encounters but this was like becoming more and more common yeah. so i would spend two hours on my i had some really really nice friends who bought me an ikea chair where i could just sit and be doing nothing and it became my prayer chair and it was just like sit there for two hours and spend time with jesus doing nothing whatever he wants to do i'll just engage that and but yes, at sometimes uh, there were times when I had to, I wanted to pray for healing. It didn't happen. I will just believe something else. Maybe if I say sorry, maybe if I I haven't done this hard enough. <laughs> but in the end, uh, what I did was to keep a journey, and all these conversations with Jesus. And one day He said to me, "Look, this is not about you. This is not about what you whether you get healed or not. I want to use you, but." Because I was thinking, how am I going to be used for healing other people? Because it's one of the things I really want to do. If I cannot heal myself, <laughs> well, the point is you can't heal yourself. <laughs> it's all about what you, uh, God is going to do. So whether you get healed miraculous, miraculously or you just have to go through the treatment is independent to what he's going to do with me later on. But I had to go through that process as well, because in my brain, I was thinking, well, if my life is not an example of success on this, how am I going to be able to share with others? But anyway, it was a different, that was my journey through through the treatment. Yeah. Well, so you said you didn't feel that much pain. Is that what you said? Yeah, I don't think it was pain. Okay, so it wasn't... But you Maybe um, I don't remember very well because my brain chooses not to <laughs> remember the bad things. So maybe I've just forgotten and I've just tried to remember the things that got did yeah. during that time. I don't know. So just a tremendous amount of fatigue then. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Fatigue so, 
and I, I, I could see how, for me anyway, that would be challenging to engage. But I'm curious. Um, I'm going to ask this question, and then we're actually going to have to end. And so we'll answer it in part two, okay? <laughs> but, you know, I don't know if you've heard of the thin place. That thin place just between sleep and consciousness, you know, when we're fully awake. I'm curious if you, you know, wound up spending a lot of time there and just found the encounters to be, uh, you know, just super spectacular in that. Because it sounds like you grew a lot spiritually during that time. Is that correct? Probably. Probably. Um, well, you don't have, don't, you can say no. <laughs> no, what I mean is that I don't know what to say about growth. Probably I just needed to understand <clears throat> how close Jesus was to me more than anything, rather than growth. It was um, a journey into Jesus because everybody around me, those who love me, wanted to be there for me and spare me their treatment, spare me the whatever, be there and give me support. And they couldn't really, nobody could enter my world. Only Jesus did. And he was my companion because he was such an inner journey of what's going on why is this happening to me i've been faithful what did i do wrong you won't believe this but some people in church even said well god disciplines those he loves and i was like well i must have done something really naughty because this is not (laughs) wow wow well all right well i'm going to be very interested interested to hear uh what your journey is like now and where Mm -hmm. father has you headed And we will cover that in part two. So if you're watching this and you uh, are interested, please make sure you check in tomorrow when we do part two with Maria. And um, if you want to get the behind the scenes sections, which we'll be doing as well later, uh, go to KingdomTalksMedia.com and go to that website. Go to the big easy buttons and just click on the partnership section. And that'll take you into the area where you can find the behind the scenes. So um, hoping to see many of you there. And Maria, this has been so pleasant. I, I just, uh, I, I love you. I love the way you, you know, just are sharing your story and you're so open about it. And you're, you're coming out of hiding. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it is time. So thank you again. Honor you and bless you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.